The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. From the Premiership to the Lone League, we've got it covered. Calm's alongside me. What have we got now? Is it 10 days to go? No less than that till Christmas? It's the 17th today, so 8. Aye, How did I, you not know that? What did I get in One, there? you're a teacher. Two, your birthday's <laughs> on Thursday. I mean, come on. How are you not knowing that... that you are a... <laughs> Matt's is my strong point, Cal. never was, um, aye. How are you anyway? Recovered? You had a couple of nights out over the weekend? Aye, no, fine, mate. Fine. Uh, I mean, I don't think many people have recovered from my rendition to sit down by James on the old karaoke on Friday night. I mean, anyone that was there, tears... <laughs> Tears in the gallery, it was that good, but uh, I'm not too bad, mate, yourself. Well, it's certainly uh, different to your rendition of Rock DJ on that stag day, but that's for another time. I can't believe you just brought over that. Another time, another time. Another um, time, another place. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight's, excuse me, tonight's agenda, <clears throat> we'll start with Hearts, move on to Hibs, speak Edinburgh City, and then on to the Lone League, where we'll discuss Civil... Embry Uni and Spartans finish with our weekly question and we'll finish sorry finally we'll finish with our predictions Calm, but we'll start with Hearts and um, well, if I'm honest I think we were both in agreement that we were expecting a big bounce from Hearts especially a team in and around you you think if you can get that bounce you can yeah. pick up those three points how much better uh, would it be as a place but I think it's just highlighting how big a job Stendhal's got isn't it yeah I think you look at his post-match comments and one of them straight at the gate was I didn't realise how hard it was going to be uh, coming up here which says a lot about the playing squad that he has um, been left with is that really. naivety sorry to jump in your point there but is that naive <clears throat> is, that, is that does that say to you a guy that comes in no, and no, no, that's no, had time to maybe he's looking at the squad and I mean, if you look at the squad on paper he's going yeah okay 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 I mean Jamie Walker sent him out the appearances for Hearts sent him out goals well, Stephen Aspen he's like oh, okay okay Crystal Berard sent him out Scotland caps you know he's looking at you know good experience in around the league I mean there's a good youth set up there so I mean I wouldn't say mm. but the the thing is that the players on paper look the sorry the squad on paper looks phenomenal in reality it's a completely different ask and Hearts right now it's. Look, I mean, Stendhal, we said last week, very, very tough first four games. Thought that he, oh, sorry, four or five games, he thought that he would get a bounce from the game against St Johnston. He caught a lot of people by surprise playing in uh, in Keener up front. That clearly didn't work. He was cooked after 45 minutes. Hmm. Um, St Johnston, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get from them. They're going to be resolute in the tackle. I mean, I talk about Aberdeen being a gang. That is exactly what St Johnston are. They possibly more vicious, as proven by Anthony Ralston's assault on Jamie Walker. Um, that's that's a red every day of the week. And Murray Davidson also could have seen red, but the pictures that I saw weren't. I don't know. I would like to have seen it again, but um, <clears throat> I think Ralston definitely could have gone. But the thing is, Hearts just weren't able to put into practice what Stendhal is wanting and for me until Stendhal can get his own players in whether that is in January or whether that's in the summer he needs to do a quick patch up job 
tweak his system in order to get the best out of the players that Hearts have. I think at he this just, moment yeah. in time. I think he just if I'm honest, I think Stendhal's just got to find a way to get himself from now until the end of the season where Hearts are I've got no doubt that the Hearts are gonna survive in the league, but what I mean you know, the quicker he gets just the team fill up the league and he can just withstand that a couple of wins a couple of yeah. wins and I just know. think just find a way like you say to just do a patchwork job put a sticker mm-hmm. a, a sticky a sticky plaster ah, over yeah. it and then get himself to to be honest I think the summer and then really yeah because I mean it. the thing is you can't overhaul the squad no. in, in January I mean you certainly could but it's a big it, it, it will depend on players leaving and then you've got players coming in you've got them to not only buy in to what Stendhal wants to do, but also to get up to speeds with uh, match fitness, etc. Because the players that you get in January, generally in Scotland, are not playing week in, week out. Because you're looking at guys that you're getting on on loan or sort of free transfers who aren't playing at their club. So, I mean, they're not match sharp. So, it's, it's something that... Hart's already said that players have to go before more can come in so he's, he's going to have to work a little bit of magic I think that he is looking at youth and yeah that could certainly be an avenue to go down but Hearts are Hearts are struggling right now mm. the positive my understanding is the first maybe 10-15 minutes of the game you could see a, you could see signs of what he was trying to do that high energy and then I think once the game settled Hearts just couldn't with you know keep that that uh, intensity up, calm. So yeah. it says to me that this squad isn't fit enough either. Well, well. See, the thing is, the squad's certainly fit enough to go through a ninety-minute game. But a ninety-minute game at that sort of high press, high intensity level, that's it, two different, yeah, two different things to ask. So, um, yeah, of course, Hearts were never going to have that that fitness. But, um, yeah, I think watching the sports scene on Sunday night, they were highlighting that Hearts certainly did start well uh, with a high press getting in the, name, but they just uh, what they did highlight on sports scene which is unbelievable and really where Hearts are struggling uh, too many aimless balls forward yep. when the the space that they could use, I mean t- everyone knows Tynecastle is not a big part yep. so when you get avenues of space you need to take them, there was one moment in the uh, first half I'm sure it was Glenn Peeling gets the ball and he's on the right hand side his hearts are attacking the Rosebun end and Hickey is in acres on the left hand side and all he has to do is open his body slightly and get that pass fired out onto the left hand side and instead he, he turns back into trouble he keeps it tight hearts end up just another long ball forward and it's and these are experienced players that you talk about as well, yeah. Camp. You're not telling me that Glenn Whelan, a couple of years ago when he's playing the Premier League, isn't looking out that outlet ball and just plays mm. that diag and hearts it the other like, side. It's, it's so simple. All yeah. he needs is a wee, wee, wee tilt at the head and he can go long and hearts can set up an attack. And I think more than buying into Stendhal's philosophy, it's simple mistakes like that. I think also... Like the, learning yeah. the basics again. <clears throat> Pass to the man in space. Get mm. triangles. Keep the ball on the deck. You know, pass and move. <laughs> I think it's, it's yeah. little things like that that are stifling hearts right now because it's almost as if they're expecting. Because and maybe maybe it's the the curse of having someone like Stephen A. Smith because they expect someone to pick up that mantle hmm. and drive on with it, and it's it's not happening. I think um, 
I think a lot of that maybe comes with a team of confidence as well. You know, are they really shouting on the ball? Are they really talking to each other to have that confidence to actually oh. open up the play? You know, because I mean, I, I, players around you, when you're not confident, you're, you're not maybe not communicating as well. You're, you're just wanting to play safe all the time. So I think Stendhal's got a big job just to get players confident to open up the play. I agree with you, mate, um, because you look at... Uh, Islamo came out in the paper saying that it's a very... Uh, tense atmosphere at Tyne Castle yeah. the fans are, and you know but he was like it's not an excuse but well to be fair you wouldn't have said it if it, you weren't trying to make it sound like an excuse but <laughs> I think that here's one for you right go for it how much do you think a ticket to see Hearts and Johnston was on Saturday in the Hearts end in, uh, in the Hearts end now they do have Different tiered pricing, but for a standard, I th- I'm fairly certain it's a standard walk up ticket. 29? Oh my god, I mean, that's ridiculous as it is. But £34. £34 that two of my friends paid to watch Hearts versus St Johnston. And on top of that, there was a £3 booking fee. So £37. N- no, no, no. Well, uh, not not each, so t- yeah. uh, between them. So yeah, thirty five pound fifty. Yeah, but if you only bought the one ticket, uh-huh. for example, you'd have uh-huh. a three pound booking fee. Exactly, and so you can it, the thing is, it, it doesn't matter about the booking fee because apparently, even if you um, are picking up at the stadium, you get charged that. You know, um, now, so you may as well walk up to the game. But aye, and like buy a ticket just then walk and in. then. Uh, but how much is a pie these days? Uh, I mean, you're looking best part of four quid. 40. 50 quid if you're all day out uh, but incredible the th- what puts it into perspective ticket for the game on Boxing Day in the Hibs end £34 yeah how <laughs> on earth <laughs> is that something apparently season tickets at Tiny can go up to as much as £500 now that's a big change since now no, to be fair that was there was like um, layered tier. pricing oh, okay. they, like they were going to right. like they started off remember and the first was it 180 quid was uh, it not was, there was going to be uh, certain levels but I mean it's a lot of money I mean £34 to watch that to watch yeah. he get scalped off St Johnston yeah. and I actually I mean I don't want to speak about the game too much you know Hearts got beat there's not a lot of positive take from it but my understanding I haven't spoke to a few guys at work whose mates were at games calm and your mates have probably told you the same thing but they openly hand up and said they don't think in the whole time that they've been watching Scottish football so really for a lot of us that's yeah. 20 years roughly you know our age calm ah, or no, no, no. a good 20 years calm it was the worst game they have ever seen lies Absolute lies. There's, there's in the not, Premier League. In not, the Premier not League. Not a hope in hell. Christ. No, I, I, I don't believe that. But I mean, I think it was up, probably up there though. It possibly is, but I mean, what I would say is, a lot, a lot. Well, there's that, but I mean, a lot of people will sit there and go, the hearts are too good to go down. They've got this, they've got that. We'll go on and speak about the game at the weekend, but if hearts don't, I mean, if hearts don't get a result on Saturday. They're detached at the bottom. Now, that is... Well, you know what that means, Carl? Oh, 100% they win the derby. They win the derby, aye. But, <laughs> um, apparently, I mean, watching the highlights on Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday, Stendhal plays a very high line, which mm. is, um, I think it was O'Halloran got in behind it, should have scored, and Hickey made a very good block on the line, but 
it's it's one of those when I I always remember the season that Hibs went down and two weeks before the split there was like Hibs could have made the top six <laughs> you know and there was all this optimism when Terry Butcher came in and he had a like um a solid run for about four or five games they won the derby didn't they uh, won, won the derby at Christmas and then it just all went went to pot now see like as much as winning becomes a habit so does losing absolutely and absolutely hearts, hearts are in this sort well, of I, precarious position hearts right are now. in this because it was one league win at home since well yeah I mean we're looking at this calendar year it's not many so that's a habit you know that's well, a habit like, let's, let's be serious unless Hearts what the Oracle and beat Celtic tomorrow night or as is probably more likely beat um, Hibs uh, on uh, Boxing Day mm. you know you're looking at one home win in nine months like come on incredible um, right well it's Celtic tomorrow night Calum do you give Hearts much, much chance Celtic in such a good run of form League Cup they won just, a week ago they beat Hibs at the weekend 2-0 the, um, the depth of squad that they've got I think that I think I enjoyed Daniel Stendhal's comments about saying you know saying that they have in Germany it's like well you can only win the game you know everything is against them mm-hmm. you know if they get beat 5-0 it's oh well he's right everyone's he's expecting that if, if Hearts pick up a point if Hearts get three points it's one of those um, oh well you know you can only so there's there's nothing for Hearts to lose. Yeah. So I would like yeah. to see a little bit of freedom in the play. Well, end of the day, Cam, you you know you know it's it's Neil Lennon going to Tynecastle, so history would tell you he'll probably go. He'll go fourth. five at the back. He'll go five four uh, one. He'll, he'll play for the draw. He'll try for nil nil. Yeah, because he never he never liked to attack Hearts when he was Hibs manager. So um, yeah, I think I think Hearts do have a chance. <laughs> um, but again, I think two up front's important, Cam. The old, the old what uh, worked at Hibs. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 listen, I was listening to, um, I was listening to the radio uh, the other day there, and they're actually speaking about Arsenal. It was, I think it was Sam Allardyce actually, and they were speaking about uh, Arsenal's situation at the moment. And it actually reminds me of a time under Dougie Samuel actually at Spartans. And sometimes, you do just have to go four four two. It's a. Uh, it's Are you sure it was named Mike Bassett. You were looking no, for? because. It's a formation that you've grown up playing practically uh-huh. all your life. You know it. It's a very simple, simple form- formation to play. Um, when one midfielder, one set midfielder goes, the other one sits. Yeah. When one fullback goes forward, the other one sits. You know, it's all, it's just, it's very easy to play. Well, there's uh, a reason that four four two has been around for generations. And listen, you look at, I, I know what I say, but down south, you know, Dice. Sean Dice at Burnley, it's simple, it's 4 4 2. Look how well he's done. You know, Sam Allardyce, he always goes in and picks up these jobs around this time of year. What does he do? He goes in, he plays 4 4 2, and suddenly he gets the team finishing 13th, 12th in the league. For me, I think Hearts go 4 4 2 tomorrow. Just go back to basics. Yeah, no. I, um, yeah, I think, I, think that, I think that would work. I think Hearts do need to go back to. Because Hibs are adopting a four-four-two type formation at this moment in time. Yeah, a variation um, of it. A variation, yeah. No, I think that um, until Stendhal can get his own players, then I think that he needs to. Yeah. He needs to play that sort of formation. Because we know that a back three even better. Yeah, it's not working. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. Um, 
we'll look ahead to the Hamilton game. That's a bigger one, isn't it? Just briefly over it, Cam. It's, it's absolutely massive, isn't it's, it? Regardless of what happens tomorrow night. Regardless of what happens tomorrow night, it's a must not lose. Yeah, yeah. Different, tricky little place to go just with that horrible. It's just the Astro, and that brings us different complications. Yeah, it's it's Hamilton. The the thing is, Hamilton have the desire for this fight. This is this is what they're bred for. Yep. This is their bread and butter. Every single year they know that they're in this fight. They don't care. They mm. live for this. Yep. Teams like Hearts, teams like Hibs when they went down in fourteen, sometimes they don't have the stomach for it. Yeah. And yep. it's a it's a game on Saturday that Hearts need to stand up and be counted. Yeah, agreed. Well, we'll wait and see. Right, Cal, moving on to Hibs then and well, to be expected. Disappointing. Uh, disappointing. But you know what I liked about it? Obviously not I can't take away too many positives from it, Calm. But at least Hibbs went there and they went with the same sort of formation. They went to up top. They didn't try to change it. And changed it after about fifteen minutes. Did they well at least went from the start to try and go two up. Well they went to three five two. Um At least they kicked two up top though, Calm. Uh, they didn't think, they didn't just think, go try and go there and go I think for me, um I listened to pretty much the whole of the first half on the radio and Celtic were in control. You know, um Hibs had a couple of chances and then Celtic went up a gear. Um what annoys me most about the two goals that Hibs lost is it's errors within yep. Hibs defence. Yep. I mean Celtic haven't beaten Hibs. Hibs have given them a massive helping hand. Mm-hmm. Uh you've got Who gives a ball there for the first goal? The first goal Porches is Dally's on it. At the edge of the box? Yep. Didn't look like him. But the thing is, literally two minutes earlier, Hanlon had done the same mm. and got away with it. That's the warning. You know, if you don't yeah. take it. I mean, the thing is, a lot of people are saying, oh, Celtic could have won by this, that, and the next thing. They only had five shots on target. Mm. You know, 21 shots, but they only had five on target. Not that good. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, Frimpong. I know the rules are different, but you shouldn't have been playing. Um, and then... <laughs> But it wouldn't have mattered because how has the right back got that amount of space in the Hibs box? Mm-hmm. That's an embarrassment. I mean, and then the second goal, I think it's Lou, is it Lou Stevenson or Steven just gives the ball away, mm. um, in the worst possible position. Um, yeah, and you know, it finished it finished two 0 but it could have been, it could have been more. I think if if we're it looking at it realistically, yeah. Um, I think that. Hibs aren't quite at that level yet. No. But uh for me I think you need you need runners in games at Parkheads. I think your Scott Allens, your Stevie Mallins are too luxury mm-hmm. for those sort of games. And unless you've got someone who's willing to pick up their work, then I think you're gonna struggle. Yeah. Um so I think guys like Slivka <clears throat> would have been a far better option going to Parkheads because Halberg's doing yeah. the work of four in midfield yeah. it's something that we've raised you know for for, for a couple, for probably a good couple of months Callum is there is imbalance in, in, in yeah. Hibs squad isn't there and it really does need well, well like a Glenn Whelan uh-huh. <laughs> type but to be honest it needs one of two players that Hibs let go in the summer and they keep going on about it well no no because I think I think Halberg is more than capable of playing that role but the mm. thing is you look at um, when Hibs are getting a lot of plaudits uh, the midfield four more often than not was Bartley McGeoch McGinn and Allen mm. now Allen can do what he wants because 
He's got Bartley that will sit in front of the back four and just block anything. And McGinn will run about 87 miles every game. <laughs> so that's like he's doing that work. Whereas on Saturday, you've got, oh, sorry, on Sunday, Halberg is sitting in front of the back four, but he's also got to do McGinn's job. Nah, okay. Because Boyle isn't um, isn't doing it. Stevie Mallon's not doing it, right. and so Scott Allen can't do his game. Yeah. So and that's that's the thing. Halberg, I'm like I'm more than happy to have Halberg in instead of Bartley or Milligan, but he needs a little bit. Do you need help. a couple of dogs in there? Yeah, I mean, if we can get Grinchy and Subo in there, then that's fine. <laughs> just need a couple of dogs in there. Just, dogs but, in the middle of the but people just to, to go around, put pressure on, and do the other side of the game. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair point, actually. Um, it's like, that's what I try to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think you're right, Alan's fine, but he needs maybe two or three others. Is, when you go to like Parkhead, mm-hmm. you need two or three others around him uh, to do that. I mean, the thing is, if, if Hibs play that midfield at Tynecastle, then I think they'll struggle. Mm. Because you can't have... Um, too many passengers in these games hmm. you need people that are going to go absolutely hell for leather and for me Slivka does that he's he's got an engine on him and you know he's an imposing figure that's can Jack Russell learn from that then? I'd like to hope so yeah. um, if he doesn't he'll find his I mean Hibs went to the 3-5 to a, a, I didn't actually didn't register a shot on target mate so that Didn't pretty know. much tells you Oh, what did he do? Who went to wing back? Absolutely no idea. That's right. just it's what the radio said. <laughs> well, we can't take that for some of the pundits think, on there. I think Nays, can't take that for Nays Golden. sort of went to centre half, and then you had a Boyle right wing, Stevenson left wing. Okay. And then you had Marlin, Halberg, and Allen in the middle. Right. There you go. Oh well. I'll explain it fine. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, moving on to to Friday night then, Callum, and it's. Uh, well, so it doesn't get any, a, game. A, a huge game, huge game. But you play, you know, you play top, then they're quickly followed by the team that are second. We spoke you know about I mean? this difficult run that Hibs have got. Yeah, well, made easier by the fact Morelos sent off Callum. So is that a a positive? <sighs> oh, it has to be. I mean, but then they've got Defoe to come in. Realistically, is that a positive? Yes, until you realise that his direct replacement is a guy that has played. In the English Premiership for the past sixteen the years. The answer that you give to any sing- the answer you give to every single football pub qu- football question. Got a lot of time for Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. I mean, a phenomenal record, a fantastic player, and I think if you look at the chances that Manelos missed in the League Cup final, Jermaine Defoe takes one of them. Yeah, you're right. Right. Absolutely. Um, he's played at the highest level. He's played World Cups, etc. So, to see farewell to Manelos and then have to welcome in Jermaine Defoe. Um, it's not too much of a downgrade, is it? Ah, it's it's almost like picking someone to like sleep with your partner. You know that's that's you know it doesn't matter, but you're not going to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> um, two draws at Easter Road last 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 year. Last year, yeah. I think one was definitely undeserved. One was the nil nil, the nil, nil yeah. um, which is where why you probably would might prefer Morelos in the team because he misses chances at times. <laughs> um, I think he missed four or five one on ones that night. Mm. Um, but Rangers battled Hibs that night. Yeah. Uh, should never have been anywhere near that. And then the one all game. One all. It was a strange game because I thought Rangers were on top <sighs> and then Hibs came back into it. And then Camberry's away in the last minute and the referee blows for nothing. Yeah. Stevie Malm has that shot that somehow yeah. deflected over the bar and it's. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the one all was a lot closer. Hibs, um, Heckenbottom at the time, learnt from his. Failures against Celtic and took them into the game against Rangers. So you've got to hope that Jack Ross does exactly the same thing. Mm. But 
it's a very tough game. Rangers have been winning the games that yeah. they, they dropped points in last year. Mm. Um, and I think that... But then, as, as was proven at Tynecastle, they can have an off day. Mm-hmm. And I think if you get in their face, you know, they're missing one or two players. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced by... Um, speaking of dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm still not convinced by... Some of the Rangers players defensively. No, I'm not no, all convinced think... by. I'm not all convinced by Goldson. I'm still not all over convinced by Tavernier. No, I think I think Goldson's okay, but Tavernier is absolutely brutal. Mm. You know, I would a hundred percent have, you know, Daryl Horgan on and just run at him. Doesn't matter. I think he's awful. And mm. um, Boyle's pace could be important in the counter attack. Hundred percent, it's massive. But Hibs need to set up right. They need to get it right themselves at the back. Uh, Look at the last time these two teams played. It's an absolute embarrassment at uh, Ibrox. Mm. You know, six one cannot have that happen again. Hibs need to bounce back and show that they deserve to be um, in the top six, challenging for third and fourth. Mm. I'm interested. I think it's you know we've had Celtic away. No interested enough to call off the battle, but anyway, <laughs> uh, in a way, you know, going away to Celtic. These things happen. Aberdeen, okay, they're a. It's a tough game, but this this is the first proper home game for, proper tough home game for Jack Ross. I'm interested to see how he, what yeah. he does here. No, I think, um, oh, I think the crowd will play a certain part. There'll be a famous atmosphere inside uh, Easter Road. Um, Friday night game and Friday night football. You can't beat it. Um, last game before Christmas and all this. Uh, so I think it's I think it's going to be a fantastic occasion. Mm. Can't wait. Yeah, big game, big game. Right, Calm, Moving on to Edinburgh City then, mm-hmm. and well, with five minutes to go, they were going to be top of the league. And what a month, you know, what a month can do. Same would have been. Yeah, well, that would have been. Um, but at the end of the day, they maintained themselves within but within think, that one result. I think what Edinburgh City are doing is, you know, I think I think more. I think City are more than happy. To be the the chasers Absolutely at this moment in time, because Absolutely. they they built up a wee gap when they were in front last year, and I think it got to them. So I think they're more than happy to be the chaser. Mm-hmm. But I think you're already starting to see Cove are slightly feeling the heat. Mm-hmm. I think you know Hartley's reaction to the defeat at Edinburgh City. You've got the thumping at Annan, and then you've got struggling through against um, Stenhouse Muir. Yeah. So I think that it's, I mean, just little cracks, mm-hmm. just little little chinks in the armour, but... But Marriott saying this time last year, there was that 3-0 up, drew 3-3 three, three sort was, of mad yeah, result. Was, I think I think it was like within the next... Yeah, yeah it was around definitely about December, this time. And then there was the... I'm sure there was a... Berwick. Berwick not beat... It was the, the Berwick that... Oh, I thought you were talking about the Elgin. There was a res- there was a couple of results. So there was a Berwick December were, January. There was a Berwick one where City were two 0 up. That's the one I'm talking about. And Berwick came back, and I think it was the 89th and the 93rd. Yes, two minute. two, I think in the yeah, end. Finished yeah. two each, and it was just one of those. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. It, it wasn't like it went four or five games in a row, but uh, it was just one game every three or four. Yeah. And yeah. that then became two games every three or four. And then it started to come off. So I think they made a point in that camp. Sometimes yeah. it is better to be the chaser. A hundred percent. And I think City are enjoying that. Because you know what, right? They led for so long, and by the time it came in the playoffs, 
it was like a real anti-climax and they, I felt like they couldn't yeah. they had players injured I know that but that long season and then they go playoffs they didn't have that for I me I think it was just too much for them yeah whereas here if you've always been chasing and the thing then is, you go into the playoffs with that mindset already as as we mentioned uh, before the playoffs um, Clyde were ch- ended up finishing second were chasing down yeah. Peterhead for so long if they hadn't had the um, points deduction yep. for the, they, they would have won the league yep and you know Edinburgh City Peterhead would have been a far better game to watch because Peterhead would have been like crestfallen and mm-hmm. City would have probably mm-hmm. gone through against them in the playoffs I'm not sure if they would have won it but you know because Clyde had the performance levels up at that level I think they were always going to yeah. show so they stay like this for the whole season City chasing City chasing City chasing and they, have, they keep winning yeah. and listen Cove in the league City go that's fine we've not been in a position there so we hit the yeah. playoffs good I know we're all looking ahead of ourselves here but if they've always been chasing if they hit the playoffs in second I think they'll be sitting there going class yeah but then at the same time to keep chasing keep chasing two, I, two or three games to go Cove still feeling the heat I, th- I think knows what can happen I, think, top. I think it will come down to I think they will go top at some point yeah um and I think that they need to just once they get top, not relinquish it. Yeah, isn't it amazing though? Isn't it amazing that we're, you know, we're now, what are we? Twenty, fourteen, fifteen was the start of the playoffs. Two teams have managed to to get promoted, Calm, and those two teams are first and second in the league yeah. too. It's incredible, um, isn't it? Yeah. How different? A, how such different? Such a short uh, period of time. I mean, you look at. Um, I know that there was a lot of chatter because there was a few good results in the Scottish Cup, for. Um, some lonely teams for some highly teams and it's all well and good that those one-off games yep. where your <clears throat> team that's in like League 1, League 2 they take their eye off the ball they're not focused They, I mean they're looking at that oh, it doesn't matter they might not put as much um, I tell you right now when you're a League 2, League 1 player you're not really interested in the Scottish Cup until about the 4th, 5th round Yeah, you don't have that motivation whereas when you're a lone League East of Scotland player that was when I was East of Scotland player when I first joined East of Scotland Callum and you'll know it as well as I did because you came to all the Scottish Cup games because uh-huh. there was that buzz that, that was, was almost that was yeah. almost your season was what we, what we get in the Scottish Cup when you go mm-hmm. League 2 League 1 it's not got that same thing no, unless you get 100%. a couple of wins which you, you, you take and then suddenly you go oh we've got Celtic well, or, that's, that's, that's exactly it so I think um, I'm, I'm not saying that there should be widespread yeah um Reconstruction at this moment in time. I'm not. Just, I'm not saying that there's not clubs that are talented, but I mean, you look at Edinburgh City, who absolutely dominated two years of the Lone League. Yeah, went up, and it's been you know seventh first year, and then yep. there was a struggle, and you know slowly built. You know, Cove. Have... Calm, you're talking about a team. You know, going right back to Edinburgh City, Calm at that time, like you say, completely walked two Lone Leagues in a row, got themselves promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then took to November to win a game. Yeah. You know, so a team that have, it is, it's that consistency week in, week out. Yeah. Can you bring your A game? And that's what it needs. Um, it, it, it's, it's so tough to yeah. hit those those standards because, you know, you're playing in, and there'll be a lot of guys that will be playing in the Lonely that will come off the park and go, ah, you know, I mean, I'm a bit tired, but. I'm no knacker. Do you come off the park after a League One, League Two game? You are done. Well, I can speak. I can. I can speak with experience of that, Cal. And 
the biggest thing for me, you know, I know that we're probably going off off the off the off topic. off topic here, Callum. But you know, they're talking about yeah, let's just get everyone up. Let's get everyone up. Look, look how well we're doing. No. Fact of the matter is, Callum, when you're playing week in week out, and I can speak from experience, when you give away chances in the lonely, you can give away you can give away five chances. Oh. You're probably only going to concede one or two. Depends on who you're playing against, of course. But you're likely to maybe concede one or two. You give away five chances, even at League Two, that's maybe three, three goals you're giving away. And if you look at a lot of lonely games, you'll probably see five chances on the main for each team. Well, I mean, when you watch a game, let's let's. I mean, obviously we're talking about Edinburgh City, but let's put Blair Henderson in any one of the lonely teams. Mm. Let's put Scott Shepherd in any one of the lonely teams. Let's put Matt Laird, Conrad Balatoni. Yeah. Like honestly, you you would see them absolutely dominate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But in the same fantastic uh, winning, yeah. winning anim, yeah. you've got yeah that which, amazing stat you told me about. Which I didn't actually know. Thanks very much to Pine Bovril. Um, we probably should have done more research. But eighteen home league uh, games without defeat for Annan, stretching back to the eighth. Of December last year, where they lost it in the city. No, so they uh, went a full year. They've went over over a full year. I mean, unbelievable That's achievement. Yeah, um, but who comes calling again in the city? And <laughs> it's it's a massive win. It's massive, a, mass- a bull massive uh, win. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of dugs, we've mass- done the dugs today. <laughs> it's a massive win. Yeah, it's a huge win. Yeah. and. Just really impressive. Yeah. Really impressive because you know what it does? Cove some Cove players will be sitting there going Jesus. We were doing there two weeks. We were doing there a week ago and got beat six one. Smash six one. Yeah. Helped by the red cards, you've seen it we've seen it back, Callum. I don't know. The replays were brilliant of course. I mean, the referee's seen it. It's close to the referee. A swinging arm perhaps from from Swinghurst. You you didn't get Swinghurst. Swinghurst, You're not getting VAR in League 2 you're not getting all the angles so I th- I mean there's a coming together there's a wee mm-hmm. handbags at dawn but it's I don't know it's hard we can't really tell it's I mean talk. like just a wee bit meh and then uh, Liam Henderson bags his third goal in two games well, I mean to be fair whenever you see Henderson's going for a I'm like oh well done there but I mean <laughs> to be fair I think Liam's actually scored more goals this year so yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be interesting I like a salmon ah, he's just he wants it he wants mm. it so much yeah. um, actually a player that that probably you know he was out of the team for a little while Liam Henderson yeah. uh-huh. so he's come back just in we've got a little point to prove there yeah well he's certainly proven it and he's certainly proven um, it you know that is, he's, he gets up there and um, it's not the cleanest of headers into the net, but he just he wants it, and I think that's slightly the problem. I think he's almost in front of the ball mm. when, but I mean, he gets it off on it, it goes into the back of the net. Hamlin makes it too. I mean, look at the quality that City have got. Yeah, guys like Danny Hamlin can just pop up and slot home. So <sighs> fantastic win. Yeah, like, it's good to fantastic. see. It's good. It's good to see Danny starting to get a good run of games, and I think it's going to give him so much confidence because he, you know, and he'll know himself. He's he's had a real stop start career. And uh-huh. um, yep. it's good just to see a player, you know, going up to Dingwall, the Scottish Cup game. It was one one now. Danny Hamlin scored the winner. Yeah, how oh, was? No, that's a bad story. <laughs> but it, you're right. There's players that have got that level of experience, but just need that run of games, that confidence mm-hmm. again, and it's really good to see. And it, 
again well, it's, it's, it's the same with uh, Alec Harris absolutely you know? so yeah who has not scored um, past few weeks but helping the team he's getting in those positions he's playing well we spoke about it last year and we probably spoke about it so many times in the podcast before uh, this season but it's just it's goals from all over and it really is so important isn't it it is um, because you look at it last year if they'd taken Blair Henderson out of the team City were relegation candidates well I mean let's be honest he scored about 700 goals <laughs> obviously they obviously they wouldn't have gone down but I mean you know what I mean he scored that many goals mid table yeah they wouldn't have been near the, the playoffs etc you know um, it almost was a slight one man team mm. um, and I'm not detracting away from anyone else but I mean you looked at the goals tallies at everyone else in the team other than Blair Henderson he's so far ahead mm. whereas this season you've got so many of them popping up and it's a hundred percent working a lot better for them. Yeah. Yep. I would have got. I would have said. Yeah. I mean, you take was it thirty eight, forty goals out of out of the team. That's always going to have a, a big, big effect. Um. But it's good just to see and 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 we've set up because we've had this argument before. I think we spoke about it. Speaking back to the Hibs days, like Jason Cummins and things. Would you rather have one player that scores thirty goals, and the rest chip in with like five and six, or would you rather have two or three strikers? That to call upon but they only score maybe 12 to 15 goals each and it's that you're always wanting more players that are going to score higher numbers because um, if you've got if you've got one guy that's scoring 30 goals hmm. you come up in a game team marks him at the game that means you're relying on a guy that's got like 4 goals this season hmm. to pop up whereas if you've got 2 guys that are on 14 1 on 12 and you're like well I mean he might score or he might so yeah, you know, a different dimension. You, you look at it and you go, would you rather have Harry Kane up top or would you rather have Salah, Manny and Firmino? <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have... Yeah. Well, Just enough, enough. Yeah. Um, it's Don Albion this weekend then, Callum. It's an away game. It brings with it its, 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 its difficulties. Since since Embro City joined the league in League 2, Callum, still in Albion. Uh, City have had five wins, still in Albion have had five wins and there's been one draw. So, look at the two, it's been a... Completely identical record. I think. I think. It's Fancy another, City to go through. Yeah, Three points. It's another must win. I think that um, they need to just keep the pressure on. I uh, can't like cove up. So yeah, City win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, perfect. Okay. Right. Moving on to our lone league games in Callum, and we'll speak about the local derby that there was um, uh-huh. last weekend, and it was civil service against Ember Uni, and it was three 0 to civil. Comfortable, yeah, comfortable. Uh, probably um, what we expected. Well, um, I've I mentioned on the podcast last week that I thought that, given how slightly short Civil were, uh, only named three subs at the weekend. There, seen that, yeah. Um, I thought it was a good time for maybe you need to come in and have a go at them. Take some sort of, but. You know, it's a disappointing performance. It's mm. a disappointing result. Um, Civil pretty much coasted there. Uh, I mean, obviously they do have very talented players. Um, and you know Ryan Shanley, we can't speak highly enough of him. He's popped up and he's got, he's got the winner. Uh, so he set up the first goal. Uh, Bigaloo. Um, quality of John Dunn again. He's probably a man. That we're going to mention a lot when it comes to civil because 
you know, he's he's going to be mm-hmm. almost the focal point, mm-hmm. and then, um, Clappy gets him in the act. So I mean, that must have been a wonder goal or something's gone wrong because, <laughs> um, he's he just doesn't score. So, um, yeah, it's it's three 0 but you know you've got to think that's a game that they probably could have looked at to maybe wanting to get some points out of. Well, we said that you. We said that last week, Callum, almost six days ago. We said Ember Uni against our Gary Jardin civil service team. This is in the last sort of two, you know, two seasons over the course of last two seasons. Chance. This is the best chance they've had to pick up uh, points because of of the difficulties that civil have faced at this moment in time. You know, but they were able to name one out and out defender their civil service and Kyle mm-hmm. Fee, and look what happens to get a clean sheet out of it. Isn't it amazing? There that- you go. Yeah, I can't say too much. Is he though? Balloon up. Uh, Thank you. Treat himself a wee, a wee king ribbon. A wee king ribbon Saturday night is a wee present. Thank you. Treat himself that. Oh, I hope he did. I hope yeah. he didn't. Aye, you deserve that, Kyle. Eh? <laughs> um, hobbling through to get a clean sheet. That's a wee king rib. Um, <laughs> but <sighs> I like I like the point you you make there, Callum, about the fact that we'll probably will mention John Dunn quite often on the on the podcast, and we spoke about it last week. He adds another goal to his game, Callum, and. Uh, a player, sorry, just you know, a couple of minutes ago, we we're speaking about consistency in performance. Cam, when you play that level above, you bring that consistency because the intensity that League Two games bring. Uh-huh. So even though John's been injured for a long time, he's used to playing in uh, those high. He'll, he'll be enjoying the break by playing ninety minutes for civil. <laughs> um, no, I think look, it's he's a, he's a fantastic player. He's going to add so much to civil, and you know they've. They bounce back really well. Again, what I'm liking, Cam, we speak about you know sharing goals across the park. That's happening for civil at the moment in time. They're not relying ah, on one player. That's, that's always been their sort of. You know, you look but last, last year, year it was... well, no, I mean last year, well, it's coming your head up until this time last um, year. I the uh, January, um, missed him terribly when he went. But I mean, you had Chutsy. Chips in with Floyd. a few goals, Stevie Froud, Hawkinson, yeah. Andy Mayer. I mean, they all probably shared, but I don't know if any of them made double figures. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, they they're definitely sh- sharing the goals about. But I think I just think that until they're fully fit, we're going to see. A civil team that is inconsistent. Okay, fair enough. Because fair enough. I mean, there's there's a few games coming up that um, are certainly tough for them. Mm. Certainly tough. Um, so for Ember, so for civil service, Calum, it's Berwick at home on Saturday. Um, if it can beat, if it can beat the weather, yeah. I think. But at the end of the at the end of the game, I think the pitch was uh, yeah, pretty I mean, difficult conditions. But uh, Berwick, you know, they beat them down there. Comfortably three one was it not? Yeah, I think it rings a bell, Calm. So it's important. I think that they need to keep these this winning run going when they can. Yeah, um, I think that realistically, if they still want to finish as high up the league as they can, then it's a massive game. You look at a Berwick will be coming down thinking, you know, we really need to kick start our season. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Moore will be returning to the Christie Gillis. He was so successful there last year. Um, really, really. Uh, good year yeah. that he had. So well, he came um, in, he came in and made a big difference, didn't he? Yeah, I and mean, he got her in our team of the year. Yeah, I think the first the first game I saw him was against Edinburgh City in the Scottish Cup, mm. and I remember coming away from the game going, "Who is this boy?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, so. Obviously, 
he'll be back in a massive, massive sort of figure for Seville last year. Um, they certainly could have probably done with him during the injury crisis. Yeah. So I think uh, he'll be coming back, but hopefully doesn't have as good a time as he did there last year. <laughs> um, Edinburgh Uni then. This, this is it. This, this is, is it. It's game of the week. No, this is it. Mm. Um, I, I know I am known for making sweeping generalisations on this podcast and outrageous, outlandish comments. Well, you just said that Ember certainly got relegated last season. No, I said relegation <laughs> candidates. There's a difference, man. Sweeping, Pay attention. Sweeping statements. Watch your statement here, Cal. This game decides who goes down at the end of the season. Wow. Even though they've still got... Have they played each other already? They've already played each other. Played each other twice, actually. Edinburgh mm. Uni... Picked um, up that win. Of won both games. Mm. One in the cup, one in the league. Yeah. I think you're right. I think if Edinburgh Uni win, I can't see... What would the gap be then, Cal? Four points? Four points. Can you can you really... I can't, I can't see Vale picking up four points. Wow. I genuinely can't. Or four points more than the yeah, Uni will pick than, up. than Edinburgh Uni will. Because I still mm. think Edinburgh Uni will pick up maybe uh, one or two here or there. Mm. Huge. So for me, this game decides who goes down. And it, you can't, it's probably going to be a draw, isn't it? <laughs> draw would do for Uni. Keep some they, can't, to... they can't lose this. Yeah. They can't go bottom. Mm. Because I don't know. I don't know. They, they can't go bottom. They need, they need to go. And part of me hopes that the Vale manager comes out with another ridiculous statement like he did before the Kelly game. <laughs> because, you know, please go and do Edinburgh Uni's team talk for them. Um, come out with things like we are a founding member of the Lowland League um, and it's our job to make sure we stay there or um, have a go at Kelty signing Chris Humphrey that's our job <laughs> um, but no, a few ridiculous statements in there from him but I think it's massive it's absolutely massive mm-hmm. for this week I know that the Lonely catch up. I put a lot of attention into it and absolutely spot on. I'm really so um, I think Ross Waters times I've seen him it's weird he sort of starts up front in the first half and then goes to left back as soon as the second half starts right it's weird don't know what happens but <laughs> he, he can play both positions really well uh, but I think you know the big players need to step up your Finn Daniels your um, Mark Waters Ross Waters uh, Stuart McFarlane at the back needs yep. to be an absolute rock yep. and the boys up front if, if Abdul Yusuf starting, needs to get in amongst the goals um was a Robbie Sinclair in the middle of the park tidy player needs to get onto the ball get them ticking make things happen yeah um, things happen because they've got the players yeah you know it's they need to just go down and play yeah huge game actually it's huge, massive huge it's absolutely game. massive if uh, I knew where in our leading was I would go and watch it <laughs> do you want to know my prediction well no because you'll tell me very shortly I'll tell you my quick prediction game's off <laughs> In the Leithen in December. The classic. Game off. The classic Um, PP. Spartans then. They are comfortable 4-0, Cam. I looked at at Dalbiti's results at the moment, Cam. They're on a horrific run. They've lost every game the last six. Was I just saying about sweeping statements? Hmm. If Spartans do not back up, they'll win against East Stirling, against Dalbiti, they should fold. They're going to be a club at this moment in time. Exactly. So thankfully, (laughs) thankfully that's not the case. Run out 4-0 winners. Um... Yeah, what's it? Anna Murrell got a hat trick. 
I don't know. I can't remember now. I actually can't remember. My, my, my mind is going to blank, Calm. Um, I'm sure Aaron Murrow got a hat trick. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I can't remember. But I'll tell you one thing I know. He's got four goals. No, I'll tell you one thing I know, Calm. And what about this? You know, this is his first season back at the club. Oh, this is a great start. Yeah, his ah. first season back at the club, Calm. Uh, when he was there for initially, he was a young lad. You know, he's still quite young now, but you're talking it was the 15-16 season when he was when he sort of broke into to, to Spartans. So you're talking... It was like three, four years ago. He was only about 17 at that time, Cam. He's played 50 games, 39 goals. It's incredible. But I mean, you know, I I don't know how many times uh, on this podcast I've been, you know, in awe of mm. his ability. I think that yeah. he's he's been brilliant. Um, an absolute shoe in to be nominated for our team of the year at the end of the season. Yeah, keeps us um, going. Well, even if he doesn't, he's had a f- fantastic half season. Another player that's that's come in and really hit the ground running again. It's really good, and I hope he can keep fit. Is Jack Smith? I think there's a good f- partnership formed between him. Well, and, we did and want him. to see the blondies together. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly something. Uh, I think that he's got ability. His you know past the eighteen months have just been absolutely ruined by yeah. you know pff, the fact that his legs are made up of like glue and matchsticks. So. <laughs> um, yeah, if he can stay fit and get back firing, he's a massive player for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Cal. Um, it was just a comfortable day at the office, wasn't it? Really? I expected it. Um, yeah, expected it. Said 4-0, 4-0 happened. Hmm. Yeah. The arrogance. Um, so much, yeah. Uh, Gala this weekend, Cal. Again, it's that... I'd expect uh, another win. Yeah, uh, Gala are struggling down at the bottom of the league and um, you know, down near the bottom of the league and I think that yeah, it's an, um, Spartans have to keep pressure on the teams above them. I think they lost to Gala earlier in the season in the league. Down there. Christ, they really did have a weird start. Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure they did, Cal. I know last year they lost to Gala. I think they, well, I think they lost there, yeah. They lost again. I think they lost, I think they lost it. Was that the season, Cal? <laughs> Was that me going through my period of, like, absolutely hating them? Your period? Uh, <laughs> um, he huge game. It is actually again nah, but, no, but, they, but they need to nah, because no it's just um, building momentum keeping themselves in amongst the the pack there just win the game mm. no nonsense we're not building this up into something it's not it's just straightforward straightforward game of football 90 minutes get the wins get the job done that's it get the job done okay Um Question. So last week it was uh, we we spoke about the most famous person you've met in an airport, Callum, and I have to say, going by our listeners, I think none of us have been on holiday. No one, no, no one, no <laughs> one's met a famous person in an airport. There was um, Darren Jackson again. Yeah. Uh, a few of my friends said that. Um, one of my friends came out with Paul Laurie and Stephen Gallagher. Mm. But but if you don't watch golf because you have a life, then <laughs> you're not going to know who they are. No. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, the thing is, I mean, it's a weird one. Like people probably people that are famous, famous. Like I, like you're proper famous. They're no like getting on a easy jet. Flight they know what the weather spins at. Uh, uh, <laughs> they know what the weather spins at eight in the morning. Like five in the morning. On the tenants uh, already. Uh, so fair play. Um, this week's one though, Calm, because you're sporting something uh, in your hand right now. Watch <laughs> What's the best freebie you've received? Is it this scarf? The best freebie that you best, have received? Best, best freebie I've ever received. I mean, this nude's up there. Um, 
can't say what I want to say. Uh, that would certainly get us cancelled. Um, <laughs> best freebie. I tell you, a few of the boys will probably sit there and say, whenever I was working in a pub beforehand, <laughs> um, they'll definitely put that one forward. Uh, what to think about? Honestly, what comes up is free, free tickets to things. Yeah, I was going to say, I got a free ticket to... Um, Some brilliant lonely games. Some... Uh, to be fair, I had a few freebies to them, but I was going to say Scotland-Holland, but we got, uh, Scotland lost 1-0 that night. Mm. Uh, so I wouldn't really say that was a brilliant freebie, but it was, it was still free. Um, Scotland-Spain was free. Was Scotland-Spain free? Uh, Again, another defeat, so, yep, brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I've ever had like a fantastic freebie. Mm. I have to say, mine's are... Mine's are I didn't think of myself... Difficult. I think a maybe a free copy of Footy Man, the season after champ, uh, football manager, the season we got after promotion. That was quite enjoyed. Quite enjoyed spending hours on that. But I have to say, a, a freebie. So there must be people out with better freebies out there than ourselves. Because our answers have been. I don't know. I pretty don't pathetic. Know. I think it's a tough question. Tough question. Well, I think it's a tough never one. Never easy. Um. So let us know any good freebies. I'm sure there's some out there. Hi. Huh? Got a free ticket for like a Champions League final or something like that. That'd be. I mean, there'll be someone that'll have got like a free ticket to a ridiculous concert or something, Mm. you know, like, I don't know, take that or something. (laughs) That's you? No, I'll pay pay for that. (laughs) Let's keep that conversation. (laughs) Calm, predictions then. And uh, we'll go how we'll go in the graphic. Some massive games, we know that, six games. Huge, so we'll start with Hamilton against Hearts. I don't know because as I said earlier Hamilton have the stomach for this sort of dogfight and I don't know if Hearts do so goalless goalless I was thinking this other day there I was thinking about goalless predictions doesn't come across very often I'm going draw but I'm not going goalless you're going Desmond? I'm going Desmond. 2-2. Oh, not a chance. There's four goals in that game. Hey, never know, Cap. Never know. Nah. Um, Hibs against Rangers. I'm going to go with my heart instead of my head here and say 3-2 Hibs. Goals? Uh, no, I don't know why 3-2 came to me. <laughs> um, 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One each. Yeah. Uh, Stirling Albion City? Uh, 3 1 Edinburgh City. 2 0 Edinburgh City. Civil versus Berwick? 2 0 Civil. 2 0 Civil Service. Believe in Snid. 2 1 Civil Service. Spartans against Vagala? Sp- sorry? I said it so quick. Spartans against Gala. Spartans against Gala. Um, 3 0 Spartans. Comfy. Um, Edinburgh, you? What? I thought you said comfy. <laughs> he said. Um, 3 1 Spartans. And Vale against Edinburgh, you knew. This is it. I'm backing the boys. I'm backing the boys, 100%. I'm going for it. 
Gå för det. Four two in the uni. Just goals, eh? Just goals. Going for it. Supporting the boys. Yeah. Four two in the uni. Yeah. Two one in the uni. Go on yourself. Well two, done. One. Come on. It's the first time you've ever backed them to win. Come on, the boys. On the boys. Could be a huge, Aye. huge weekend, and they can go away and have a good Christmas. Aye, go like skiing and all that. <laughs> no doubt, eh? Um, okay, well, that's all. Um, hold on. I got some stick after I put up the player of the month poll because there was no Hearts players included. And I posed the question, who would you have had in? And Ross Byers suggested Christoph Berra um, because he'd scored... Their own goal that month. I don't know. I was just like, he doesn't deserve to be in it. But um, I said I would mention it last week. I didn't. I'm mentioning it this week. But Christoph Berra should never have been nominated for. Is he still Hearts top goal scorer? Um, With I think three so. OGs. Uh, uh, it's not good. Like terrible. It's not good. <laughs> well, let's hope it's a good weekend for all our Ember uh, Ember sides, Callum. Right. And uh, they can put their feet up and just. Have a good Christmas, couldn't they? Ah, okay. Well, no, no, like the Hibs and Hearts, but I mean, come on, they are. But they've got a big game box. Uh, they, 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 they can't have a good Christmas. They, they should be, you know, not even a proper dinner. No. Bread and water. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Carl. And that was Ember Football Podcast. <laughs>